Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Imagine starting off in an entry-level role and working your way up within the same organization all the way to the senior director chair. Our next guest did just as I'm excited to have John Santana, senior director of ticket sales and service for the Toronto Blue Jays. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. John, very excited to dive into your career. And, and let's start from the beginning. You attended the University of Toronto, received a degree in commerce, economics, and finance, as well as then a postgraduate degree in sports and event marketing from George Brown College. Thinking back to your college time frame, what did you think you wanted to do career-wise? Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- thanks for asking that. Before, before I answer that, I just want to say um, big fan of your podcast. Uh, really love your focus and the effort you put into uh, really just helping the next generation of sports executives. You know, I wish, I wish I had something like this to look up to 20 years back when I started. So no, uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. And, you know, John, a lot of people ask me like, you know, what's the, the best part about it is, is people like yourself that's willing to give back. And that's why I'm so excited to continue to do this week over week and certainly dive into your career as well. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And to, to answer your question and, uh, you know, believe it or not, you know, even from a young age, uh, when I got the question, what do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, it was work for the Toronto Blue Jays. So, uh, um, nice. you know, at, at the time, I, I probably thought I was going to run the team, be the general <laughs> manager, figured out pretty quick that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but as I progressed through school and, and just learned a little bit more about business in general, uh, really picked my interest on the, um, in, in regards to the business side of sports. Um, it really got me into it, got me excited about it, and I still have that interest to this day. As you think about the Blue Jays and it's come together, and that's why I'm excited to talk about how you've worked all your way up. You're graduating. You're thinking about what's next. You're hoping the Blue Jays. It might have been hoping for the GM or even a player. You receive an opportunity to work as a a consumer ticket sales representative there in ticket sales. How did that come about? You know, a little bit of uh, being in the right place at the right time, a little bit of luck. Never hurt. You know, in that postgraduate, that George Brown program, that was a postgraduate program, um, there was an internship uh, and a co-op built into one of those semesters. So, uh, you know, with that, you had access to like a job board, you know, knowing I always wanted to work for the Blue Jays, saw this posting and just applied for it and really uh, not worrying too much about the fact that I did not know how to sell a single thing, just wanted to get my foot in the door. Um, and honestly, I was just fortunate enough um, to have an opportunity as the team was growing. You know, my manager at the time gave me a shot, which I really appreciated. Yep. Um, and then after that, you know, it's just you know, the work and, and the effort you put into uh, what, what you make of it. And, and you certainly gave yourself a shot, John, and, and you're starting out as an entry-level team member with a focus on, to your point, you got to prove yourself now. It's, it's kind of sink or swim. What's something you know now that you would have loved to have known back then that would really have helped you getting started in this industry? 
Yeah, you know, I uh, I actually share this advice with some of our younger staff all the time, but you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Be curious. Just keep asking a lot of questions. You know, as a young sales rep, um, I know I wasn't. I look, I reflect back. I wasn't confident and comfortable to knock on my manager's door, be vulnerable enough, and be honest enough that I with him that I had enough that I didn't know everything, wanted to right. learn more. Yep. Um, and I think you know, looking back, I would have changed that for sure. I mean, if you're truly interested. Um, in a career in our industry, uh, you know, you just really need to be a sponge. You got to learn from um, what's probably a lot of really good knowledge around you uh, from other sales professionals uh, and just from people in the organization, uh, you know, learn from people outside of ticketing, learn from people in different sports leagues. Um, and again, really just be curious and ask questions for sure. No, and that's a good point, right? It's, it's, I've always said you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, do twice as much listening as you do talking. But then even more importantly, one of the words you mentioned there that I think is so key is vulnerability. Right. It's, you don't know everything and, and be a sponge, be vulnerable, be open to, to learning. And the cool thing about this business, if it doesn't work, you can try something different. You know, we're, right. we're not having surgeries. Yeah. And so, John, you certainly hit the ground running, had a ton of success. You quickly rose the ranks to supervisor and then manager of consumer sales. How did you know leadership was the right fit for you? Yeah, you know, a couple of years into the role, I really started feeling as though I could have a positive impact on those people around me. Um, and, it, you know, it was small little things, right? Just offering some sales sales advice, you know, answering and helping with some technical aspects of selling. Uh, and then with time, just started feeling a little bit more confident in myself, uh, more confident in my ability to really help some of our younger staff. And I was pretty young at the time, too, to be honest. Um, and it just it felt rewarding personally uh, to be able to help those around me, which really got me in the mindset of like, Hey, I, I like, I want to lead. I want to be part of this business. I want to help um, that next uh, crew of sales reps kind of come up and start their careers. And we'll continue to embark on your, your leadership journey. And you and I have talked about over the years about leadership. And as you think about all the successful leaders you've been around, what do you feel like is the difference, the biggest difference between being kind of an okay leader or maybe even an okay manager versus great leaders in our industry? Yeah, what a really great question. You know, in my my opinion, um, you know, great leaders are transparent. They're they're authentic. Uh, they have a sincerity about them that's that's contagious. You know, they lead with a purpose. They lead with intention, uh, and they're really driven by strong internal values uh, that are really really clear to their teams. Um, and you know, great leaders for me provide inspiration and really have the ability to influence across all levels of of the organization. Absolutely. And and now, John, in leadership with the Blue Jays, you go from manager uh, of consumer sales to manager of ticket service to director and now to senior director. Would you ever imagine back in 2004 when you started with the Blue Jays, you worked your way up within the same organization? Oh, man, I'd, I'd be lying if I said yes. But uh, <laughs> there was certainly a point in my career uh, after a few years where I was hopeful uh, that I could really have a, a, the opportunity to have an impact on the ticketing business. And uh you know, I do feel fortunate that I've had that opportunity uh, to really work with so many great people, so many great colleagues, uh, and that I've had a chance to really help drive some strategy and contribute to, to some key decisions. No, absolutely. And John, I think it comes down to, to two two ends of to be able to stay with an organization that long and, and first, you know, and kind of 1A, 1B, the organization and then yourself. So first, from an organization standpoint, what do you feel like the Blue Jays have done to keep top level talent like yourself for so long? Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate that. You know, it, it really is the culture. Uh, you know, um, you know, we come to work in a baseball stadium, you know, baseball stadium, the, the office is overlooking the field. Many times you can have meetings in the seats. Um, and it's really just having a, a strong core, uh, group of, uh, core beliefs and values that we all sort of, uh, 
strive for. Um, so when you have that, not just on the ticketing side, but across the organization, uh, makes it really hard to want to leave. Um, and, you know, you want to pull for one another. You want to succeed together. Obviously, we're all looking to win a World Series. But even when that doesn't happen, um, you know, just the wins you get with your teammates are, are, are pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the biggest attributes of leadership of being that, that team player and immersing yourself with the team. And, you know, the, back to you and, and, you know, John, for your own end, you've been able to get promoted multiple times and work your way up within this organization. What do you feel like you did on such a consistent basis to continue to get elevated and promoted? Yeah. Um, you know, if I, if I reflect back on my career and sort of could share any advice um, for others looking to get in the industry or improve in the industry, it's a couple of things. I, I mean, be curious, you know, I've always, um, wanted to learn more uh, about the business side uh, of sports and that really helped me become a little bit more well-rounded. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to be open and listen and work collaboratively. I mean, certainly no one has a, a monopoly on all the good ideas. I know I don't. Um, so it's really amazing uh, what we can do when we actively uh, listen and, act- and activate feedback we receive from people. So I, uh, you know, that's, that, that's really positive. And, and finally, I'd say just, I've tried to work hard, you know, love, uh, Love the name of your podcast, right? 52 Weeks of Hustle. I hear that, and I think 52 Weeks of Effort. And for me, effort equals results, especially on the sales side. So um, that's what I would say. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, John Santana, Senior Director of Ticket Sales and Service for the Toronto Blue Jays. And John, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, selling sports is never easy, regardless of wins or losses. And you and your team have sold a variety of team performances. And so what's your advice to all listeners out there on the value of really just kind of running parallel paths, but also selling at a high level, no matter the outcome from the sports team or the game? Yeah, great question. You know, I, I believe pretty strongly that, you know, strong sales teams uh, should be trained and they should learn and to sell, leveraging a lot of different factors, but team performance can't be one of them all the time for sure. Uh, you know, we should be talking about fan experience, value add, uh, ROI. We should be talking about creating memorable moments at the game for fans. When we focus on the team, we suddenly we shift the narrative to something we can't control. Uh, so that, yep. that could be that could be dangerous. So, you know, selling selling based on controllable factors, really important. And, and then honestly, when when the team is killing it on the field, you just got to be ready to take advantage of that. That's a bonus. We, we love that. But that doesn't always happen. We see a lot of peaks and valleys in, in our industry. So. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. But the, the more you can focus on things that are not team performance, um, probably the better. 
Yeah, absolutely. You always have to be ready to to ride that wave. Uh, but to your point of the controllables, and you talked about, you know, from a, from a hustle to being a team player to being vulnerable, all those are controllables. Every single day, you're yeah. controlling them. Plus, then you're controlling that experience and in your overall effort. So, John, question two: You've always been very present in MLB and specifically, you know, at league meetings. And from your experience, what would you say is one of the biggest differences in, in selling Major League Baseball or even selling sport in Canada versus the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, you know, great, great question. You know, Toronto, obviously a major city, lots of competition, just like any of the big U.S. markets. Yep. Um, the big difference, I think, is we have the advantage of being the only team in Canada. Our fan base spans the entire country. Um, which is just an amazing benefit to have and really provides our sales team with a unique opportunity to chat and talk to so many different kinds of people. Right. Um, you know, there's so many teams down South, right. And it's, it's yep. here, it's one team, one baseball team. And you really feel that when the team's doing well. Yeah. What would you, on the flip side, what would you say are, are a lot of the similarities? Um, well, I mean, the you know, again, like major U S cities, um, with, uh, with a lot of competition. So we got, we have hockey and basketball just down the street. There's a, there's a competition for the, for the dollar. There's yep. a competition for, um, for that entertainment dollar. So the challenges are really just, um, uh, in the similarities across with a lot of major teams, you know, your New York's, your, your Dallas's, uh, is that you really got to work hard to try to, yep. to try to get, um, that fan to, to, to want to come to your event yep. versus, uh, versus the competition. Yeah, certainly probably a lot more similarities than, than differences. And yeah. as you think about that, that dollar, that discretionary dollar, that entertainment dollar on to question three, John, you know, the Blue Jays, and I was fortunate to ju just be there and market and see some of these renovations. You guys are going through quite the renovation project uh, and it's, it's kind of coming down to the crunch time. But as you think about, you know, getting ready for this upcoming season, what's, what's that one unique meeting that you've been a part of and kind of helping you know, pave this way for the renovation? Yeah, it's great. Great. I, you know, there's, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to been part to have been part of different meetings and really offer some insights uh, and some ideas about the renovation. Uh, but I think the best meetings for me uh, are those where we're talking about how are we going to execute and really operationalize ideas for fans and to improve the fan experience. Uh, and it's not always about driving revenue, to be honest. I mean, we're introducing some really cool uh, neighborhoods and social spaces that are, gonna, that are going to be destinations in the ballpark. Um, and those spaces are accessible to all fans with a ticket anywhere. Um, so, you know, the, the more most rewarding meetings really are the ones that really help shape fan experience. Yeah. And it comes down to right to that point of overall experience. And I know in, in some of that, it, it's certainly fan experience and there's some premium, there, there's more B2B landscape and, and all those renovations. So for those listeners out there that maybe have been, have, are going through a renovation or going to come through a renovation, like once what's one key kind of selling thing to focus on when it comes to, to renovation, whether that be storytelling or getting, you know, face to face. Yeah, I think I think st storytelling is is it for sure. I mean, in ensuring that your teams, your sales teams, are all on the same page with the story they're telling, um, you know, making sure that there's a narrative and they have an idea. They have a, they have the, when our teams um, have a really deep understanding of why we're adding spaces, uh, of what the reason behind those spaces are. Um, you know, even even as much as. Um, what went into the design and the thoughts that went into the design, that's really helpful material to be able to speak to a customer and a client um, as you're ex explaining what we're bringing on. It's really um, challenging to be able to showcase a new space until it's actually built and open, right? Yep. But we've, we're selling a site unseen for, for quite a while and we can, you know, we can 
um, certainly develop, you know, virtual venues and different and different sort of um, technology to sort of let you know what the space is going to look like. But nothing beats actually seeing the space. And when you could tell the story with it, I think that goes a long way. Comes together. Well, John, what a great career you've already had. As you think back up to this point, what's been your best memory? Yeah, you know, I uh, I'll share I'll share a couple of just memorable ones. I don't know if they're the best ones, but you know, my first sale, Travis, very memorable to me. I sold two seats, six game pack, and the five hundred level grand total of eighty nine dollars. Nice young young sales. Ring the Travis, bell. Tra- I felt so good, Travis. I got off the phone. I forgot to get the credit card number. Can you believe <laughs> that? Two weeks to close that eighty nine dollars sale. So that's really memorable for me. Taught me yeah. a lesson, no doubt about that. I just say it's a uh, learning lesson. It's a learning lesson for sure. So that's very very memorable. Sticks out to me. Uh, and then, you know, I actually think like right now we're going through a pretty unique time, not just on the, uh, on the field and in, in, in the stadium with our renovation, but in our office, we, you know, we're growing a little bit, um, you know, watching our team really uh, grow and develop and watching our talented staff take advantage of opportunities to get themselves to the next point in their career. I think when I look back in a year or two, that's going to be pretty memorable uh, as well. Well, John, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. And to close close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's pr- probably bread. You know, can't beat some good Portuguese bread, Travis. That's for sure. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Uh, you know, in the summer, my, uh, my wife and I took our three kids, uh, to Portugal actually to visit some family that we hadn't seen for many, many years. So, uh, it was definitely on the list to go see them and sort of introduce them to, to you know, just the European culture. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was, that was pretty cool. And finally, if you hosted a talk show, who'd be your first guest? Ooh, uh, you know, I'm going to go away from sports, I think. Um, and I, you know, I would take like 30 minutes, 45 minutes with Eminem. And chat some hip hop, so chat some lyrics, get inside that mind, see what's happening. That, that'd be a fun talk show. I'd tune in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and finally, John, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but hard work matters. You know, put, yep. put the effort in, um, be authentic and honest. It's really amazing um, where you will end up if you truly care about people and your team. And, and then again, I'll just say it again, but ask questions and just keep learning. Just try to get better every day. I love it. John, thank you so much. What a great career. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time and expertise today. Thanks so much, Travis. Appreciate it. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.